You are listening to a Bible-based message from River Rock Church in Belle Plaine, Minnesota. We invite you to join us Sundays at 10 a.m. We also encourage you to visit riverrockchurch.com for more information and resources. Now here is today's encouraging message from Pastor Chris Tyen. Hi, this is Pastor Chris from River Rock Church in Belle Plaine, Minnesota, and I want to encourage you in the few minutes that we have about playing a new game, uh, how to play a new game in the game of life. Uh, you might be a high school graduate, a college graduate, and now you get to uh, move on to play a new game. Uh, you might be uh, set free from having to stay at home as the Minnesota governor's stay-at-home order is ended, and you get to be set free. The Israelites were wandering around the wilderness for almost 40 years, and God is setting them free in Deuteronomy chapter 2. So let me read that to you from the New Living Translation. Interestingly enough about the New Living Translation, uh, Greg Laurie, had uh, the author of the New Believers New Testament, uh, New Believers Bible, had just posted that they had printed, just printed the 10 millionth copy of that Bible. Uh, here you see um, on my countertop stamping some Bibles and putting them in a bag to share with others. But we've been sharing the New Believers New Testament for years, and it is an awesome tool, easy to understand, uh, helps people grow in Christ, uh, shows them how to be saved, how to live the Christian life, how to share their faith, how to raise a family, how to pray, so many things. A uh, great resource. It's only $3 or less uh, when you buy and buy the case from BiblesAtCost.com. That's where we've always gotten them, BiblesAtCost.com in California. Anyway, enough of that advertisement. Uh, Deuteronomy chapter 2, uh, Moses is telling the people that they get to move on and start to play a new game. All right, uh, verse 2, I'm sorry, uh, chapter 2, verse 1, Deuteronomy. Then we turned around and headed back across the wilderness toward the Red Sea, just as the Lord had instructed me, and we wandered around the region of Mount Seir for a long time. Then at last the Lord said to me, You have been wandering around in this hill country long enough. Turn to the north. Give these orders to the people. You will pass through the country belonging to your relatives, the Edomites, the descendants of Esau who live in Seir. The Edomites will feel threatened, so be careful. Do not bother them, for I have given them all the hill country around Mount Seir and as their property. I will not give you even one square foot of their land. If you need food to eat or water to drink, pay them for it. For the Lord your God has blessed you in everything you have done. He has watched your every step through this great wilderness. During these 40 years, the Lord your God has been with you, and you have lacked nothing. Why were they wandering around in circles for almost 40 years? Well, that's easy if you know the Old Testament. Um, so the Lord is about to bring them into the promised land, and the people are like, hey, let's send out some scouts and go check this out and see, see what's going on there. They came back, and they're like, wow, that would be an awesome place to live. I've got some good biddles there. And, but then the people are like, well, wait a second. Those people are huge. Those people are strong. They're going to kill us. They're going to crush us like bugs. Uh, we can't go. Um, the spies, the scouts came back and 10 of them said, oh, we can't do it. It's too, too scary. Oh no. And people are terrified. And you got two, Joshua and Caleb saying, Hey, we can do anything through Christ, through God at the time. Uh, God, through God, we can do all things and, uh, we can be victorious. And so let's go, let's make it happen. But the people were faithless and God is like, well, if you're going to be faithless, you don't get to go. So all those people had to travel around, uh, wandering around the wilderness until that faithless generation died out. So as they were put into a holding pattern, waiting for people to die, can you imagine if, you know, Bob is like the last one 
of that generation and everybody knows it. And they're like, hey, Bob, how are you feeling today? Bob, I bought you three more dozen donuts. Bob, here's a couple of cheesecakes. Bob, please stop exercising because as soon as you go, we get to go. And then finally, the last guy in that generation died out and then they were able to move forward. What a great thing. What a great opportunity uh, to know that there is going to be a time when you get to move forward. You know, maybe in life, um, someone has made a bad choice or a bad decision and you're suffering for it. Maybe it wasn't a bad decision at all. Maybe it was just a decision. And that's why you live where you live. That's why you're... Um, you have some opportunities or don't have some opportunities because of parents, uh, choices your parents made, uh, choices the government made, choices somebody made, and um, you're kind of suffering for it. But your situation can change so fast. Uh, you went from hating your job to unemployed to God could give you a much better job. You've gone from drudgery in school uh, hating school and now you graduate and now you have a new opportunity to live your life to play the game of life there are different strategies for different phases of life uh, when you're in school you need to study and learn all you can to acquire skills so that you can be successful to complete the plan that god created you for so high school graduates you completed the game of school it wasn't this isn't the way you plan to cross the finish line, uh, as most schools aren't able to have graduation ceremonies. Uh, our school in our town is having some kind of drive-in graduation. And to honor the graduates, they've sent out a booklet to every home and P.O. box in town that shows all the graduates' pictures and uh, what their interests are and where they're headed next, which was nice of them. So, But it wasn't the way they planned to cross the finish line, but they are crossing the finish line, uh, high school, college, uh, and now they get to play the game of life. So first it was the game of school, now it's the game of life, and maybe they're going to continue in school. Now maybe it's college, or maybe someone's graduating from college. So they are able to move forward. Uh, let's just look at uh, what some of the graduates are thinking and going through with this video right here. Earlier this year, I walked the halls of my high school for the last time. I went to my last college lecture. I saw some of my classmates and teachers for, for the, the very, very last, last time. time. And I didn't even know it. I had so many expectations of what was to come. Senior breakfast. Prom. That feeling when you finish the last exam. Being the first person in my family. To get handed a college diploma. Walking across the stage. All eyes on me. Good luck hugs. And final waves goodbye. It's supposed to be my time. My time. My time. My time. A celebration of hard journeys and sweet victories. Proof that I didn't quit. But in a blink of an eye, everything changed. And despite celebrations lost, victories not received, honors not given, I'm, I'm taking, taking something, something with me. Not something taught in class, but something taught in life. I can do all things. All things. All things. I can do all things through Christ. Who gives me strength. But it's not just about me. There's still some people I have to thank. Because no one crosses the finish line alone. I want to thank my parents for believing in me no matter what. And reminding me every day that I can do anything I set my mind to. For praying for me every day and pushing me. I want to thank my coach for convincing me that I can do anything. I want to thank my professors for helping prepare me for God's plan for my life. It's for helping me stay confident. You helped me stand strong even when I didn't think I could. 
I want to thank my choir and drama teachers for showing me how to use my talents in a way that honors God. I want to thank my parents for helping me fulfill my dreams. And told me the truth, even when I didn't want to hear it. I want to thank all of my teachers for going above and beyond to help me succeed. Showed me how to embrace creative thinking. Hopeful living. I want to thank my small group leaders. You pointed me toward God. So I will stand in His strength. I'll step out with grace over grief. With courage over fear. I will love God. I will love others. And I will make my mark in this world. I'll make my mark in this world. And I will make my mark in this world. I, I, I am a graduate. All right, so maybe you're a parent and you're delighted that your kid is graduating from school. Yay, you got them through. Good job, mom and dad. Way to go. Um, I don't remember all the games that I played with the kids, but I think it was Candyland where you get stuck in a swamp. Maybe like Candyland, you got stuck in the quarantine swamp. And now at 12.01 a.m. on Sunday, actually, it's officially Monday, 12.01 a.m. on Monday, the governor's stay-at-home order is over. That doesn't necessarily mean that you get to go back to work. It doesn't necessarily mean that the stores are open again. It doesn't mean the schools are open again. It just means that you're not trapped in your house as much. Uh, it still says that you should try to stay home. But uh, that uh, lockdown, stay-at-home order... Uh, ends, but who knows how long it will be until churches open again. And uh, as churches open, uh, they have all these requirements and restrictions that make it really hard for a smaller church to meet. I mean, if you have to separate each family by six feet, you need a really large room to make that happen. I actually saw a picture of a church with a sanctuary of 300, uh, cutting it down to a sanctuary space of 75 to fit in people that wanted to come to church that made a reservation to reserve their seats so that they could have church together. And through multiple services, there was intense sanitation. There was no children's ministry, no nursery, and no coffee. So I'm not sure which I was more concerned about, the lack of space, the reservation, or no coffee. So isn't that terrible? I would go to church even if there wasn't coffee. But I sure like having coffee available, but that's just me. Anyway, moving on. Uh, many of us are trying to figure out in this new game of life, uh, church. How do we do church? Uh, jobs. How do we work? How do we socially distance enough for work? How do we stay safe? How do we stay healthy? How do we keep other people safe? Sports. How do we play sports? They're talking about trying to have baseball or Little League or games that they change the rules so i'm not really sure how they change the rules it's like all right so yeah the umpire is far away so uh hobbies um as covid19 has changed the rules um if you look at the history of baseball over the years you'll see many different changes of rules and there's been changes in football and uh different games change rules racing uh change rules uh sometimes when you change a rule it changes the strategy it changes the game um Sometimes when a game isn't going right, we hit reset. So have you ever played a video game before and uh, you didn't particularly, particularly like the way things were going? Maybe you made a wrong turn or you crashed your car or didn't make the checkpoint with your motocross bike or whatever. So what do you do? You hit the reset button, right? You're like, hey, I don't like the way this is going, so I'm going to hit reset. And you hit reset and you get to start over again and do better next time. 
in the Christian life, that happens a lot. Uh, it's easy for us to be tempted and to fall into sin. Uh, so we need to hit reset. A way to hit reset is to confess any known sin that the Holy Spirit is convicting us of. I confess that to the Lord, make amends with the person or if, if we need to, and then uh, move forward and move forward and uh, try better, try to do better next time. And we need to let others also who have made mistakes uh, move forward and do better. Uh, forgive them. If someone has offended you, a parent, a teacher, a boss, a neighbor, uh, be quick to forgive them like the Lord has forgiven you and let them move forward. We all need sometimes to hit reset in the game of life and then to do better. Uh, I find that certain games are a distraction to God's call in my life, so I try to avoid them. I remember years ago, uh, during a cold winter, my wife and I got hooked on Facebook Farmville, and we had some really nice farms going, and then you could buy tractors, and I thought I was doing a great ministry service when I was able to get people in the church, like livestock, like I remember giving a horse to some lady. It was like, oh, thank you, in our church. It's like, oh, thank you, it's the first horse I've ever gotten. I'm like, well, there you go. Um, but then I knew I was in trouble when I was actually taking real money and paying to put gas in my tractor. I'm like, oh, I'm paying money to put gas in my imaginary tractor on Farmville. So I was praying about it. I'm like, this isn't a good use of time. So my New Year's resolution that year was to quit playing Farmville. Haven't played it since. Don't play a whole lot of games anymore. Sometimes my wife and I play word games uh, to sharpen the mind. But uh, video games, I like to play racing games, or did. I remember playing Flat Out. That was a game that I really liked. And then I realized that somebody had written a strategy about which cars to get and how you can do better, how you can win. You have to modify your cars to make them faster, to make them better. But to do that, you have to win, and then you get cash. But then I realized there was a cheat code for Flat Out give cash that gave you more money to buy more parts. So that was awesome. That was better. Got better cars. But eventually I ran out of cars to buy, of things to acquire, and uh, lost interest. Moved on. I was playing Halo with uh, my son and I uh, finally was able to get behind him and try to kill him in the game. It's just a game. And uh, he wouldn't die. I'm like, what is happening here? I, I finally did this and it's not working. It's like, oh, sorry, Dad. I entered a cheat code. I'm like, what? Yeah, he's, I'm, I'm invincible, he says. I'm like, how does that happen? He's like, oh, you enter cheat underscore deathless underscore player. I'm like, that's unfair. And then I didn't play that with him anymore. So anyway, cheat codes in life. Um, on one hand, if somebody doesn't know you have a cheat code, then it isn't really fair. On the other hand, one of the greatest cheat codes in life is... Uh, eternal security through Jesus by believing upon him, uh, by trusting in him for your salvation, by placing your faith in him, repenting is realizing you're headed the wrong direction and sin and wanting to turn the other direction and follow Jesus in righteousness uh, by admitting that Jesus Christ is Lord. And uh, praying is a great way to enter that relationship. And I did that uh, by praying something like, Lord Jesus, I know I'm a sinner. Please forgive me of my sin and come into my life and save me. Make me the person you created me to be. I want to follow you. And it's not like the words save you. It is the true intention, uh, the commitment to follow Jesus and then follow Jesus the rest of your days. But the greatest cheat code in life is uh, serving Jesus, living for Jesus. And then you cheat death. You uh, are able to overcome all of your uh, shortfalls, all your shortcomings, all of your sin that would keep you from spending eternity uh, with Christ. 
uh, in heaven with the Lord. And it is a great thing. And I say this all the time, but hey, it is so worthwhile. If you haven't heard it before, when you believe in Jesus, you receive eternal life. You're adopted as a child of God. You are assured heaven. Uh, the Lord answers your prayers, gives you a direction for life, uh, helps you to have a um, complete His purpose for why He created you, uh, gives you a spiritual gift or spiritual gifts. Uh, so many things, uh, so many more things than that. So, all right, you know, sometimes in the game of life, you get a bad hand. Uh, and you wait through it for a better hand, for a better opportunity. You're just like, you're waiting for the next hand and hopefully it will be better. And in life, sometimes you get a bad hand and you wait through it and you uh, just do the best you can with the cards you've been dealt. Uh, sometimes people understand the game better and they can teach you how to win in the future. And that's a great thing too. So um, right now uh, we struggle because for many of us, the uh, strategy, the rules of the game have changed. We're not free to do what we were before. We, if we just worked hard enough, if we did what we were doing, it was supposed to bring success. It was uh, a good pattern we were in. Uh, churches were able to meet, uh, gather crowds. Uh, now uh, we're supposed to separate crowds and keep them from each other. So all of a sudden, our games have changed. School is canceled, jobs shut down, churches forced to close, spectator sports and races without fans present. NASCAR is going to resume racing without fans in the stand, but you can watch on TV and online. Uh, Canterbury Downs expects, our local racetrack, expects to start racing horses again without fans present, though I'm sure that those people will watch by video and probably bet on horses. People have an overwhelming fear of getting the mystery coronavirus. Uh, people are angry with each other over their choices to go out or stay home, over their choices to wear a mask or not. If you do the research on the mask, both sides have a good, strong point. Um, but be gracious with each other and understand that people have different understandings as to uh, the sickness and what keeps people healthy and what people should do. And the uh, government surely doesn't have it figured out. So anyway, so let's talk about a few things, okay? In the game of life, number one, you want to have good sportsmanship. So you want to stay flexible and you want to enjoy the ride. You want to do all that you can to honor Christ in whatever you do. You know, Colossians 3.23 talks about slaves and earthly masters, or we would say employers and employees, or um, the people that are in charge, the leaders that are above you. Uh, if you're in a dorm, the resident assistant that's trying to like oversee what you're doing. Colossians 3.23, slaves, obey your earthly masters in everything you do. Try to please them all the time, not just when they are watching you. Serve them, serve them sincerely because of your reverent fear of the Lord, Work willingly at whatever you do, as though you are working for the Lord rather than for people. Remember that the Lord will give you an inheritance as your reward, and that the master you are serving is Christ. You know, do all you can to please that audience of one. Christ is watching. Christ is the one who gives reward. Christ is the one that can help give us victory. So as we live this life, let's focus on following after him and playing according to the rules that he has set and living lives that uh, honor Christ. We are seen as Christians, as Christ followers, as ambassadors of Christ, ministers of reconciliation, and people are looking at us to see if this message that we're proclaiming in our lives is true. And it's easy to slip up, it's easy to fall, it's easy to give into temptation, it's easy to follow uh, what the world thinks more than what the Bible thinks. Um, but let's focus on pleasing the Lord first. 
will always come out ahead when we put Christ first. So do all that we can to please Christ. Philippians 2.3. Philippians 2.3 says, Don't be selfish. Don't try to impress others. But be humble. Thinking of others is better than yourselves. Don't look out only for your own interests, but take an interest in others too. So in this game of life as good sportsmen, for good sportsmanship, let's do all that we can to help other people succeed, to do our best and play the game of life uh, to the best of our ability, and then to help other people succeed, help other people to be victorious, invest our lives in others, leave a legacy as we uh, help others grow in Christ and grow in their skill um, in your workplace, find some people to invest your life in and to help them to become better, better at their skill, better at their profession, better at life. Take an interest in others. Uh, your primary goal is to help them to find Christ and to grow in Christ and then uh, to invest in their lives, to help them to have better lives. What a great way to live your life. All right, number two. Number two, strategize. Strategize. So learn and pray and strategize. Proverbs 15:22 says, plans go wrong for lack of advice, but many advisors bring success. In my life, as I was preparing for ministry, I was able to have a uh, retired pastor of a large church in Minneapolis that uh, would come, would get together with me for lunch. And I would ask questions and he would share insight. And many of the things that he shared turned out to be uh, prophetic in a way that he didn't say, God says you're going to do this or God says that you have to do this. But it just turned out the way that he said the things in my life and the way God orchestrated it were according uh, just as he had suggested, and it was really great advice. And I'm so glad that uh, I had that opportunity to hear from him and to listen. Uh, Proverbs 20:18 also says, Plans succeed through good counsel. Don't go to war without wise advice. So we need the advice of others. We need to listen to what, other, what others have to say. Now let me tell you three ways that you can get good advice. Uh, number one, uh, get together with somebody that you respect and somebody that wants to invest their lives. Uh, usually older people are good at this. And you can share and they can share and uh, real people can be a great resource to get good counsel. Number two, uh, books. Uh, old books, sometimes newer books, but many times there are great strategies and great advice in books. So sometimes the older books that have been around that are continuing to be published are uh, good books to give you good strategy and give you good insight. And then another one is uh, video resources. Uh, one is Right Now Media that has a bunch of video resources that we offer. And you are able to get uh, resources to help you be a better Christian, help you to be a better a leader, help you to be better in ministry, help you to be a better parent, help you to be uh, better at work. Uh, there are great resources in video on Right Now Media. And uh, also video seminars. I took a two-day video seminar and uh, I found it overwhelming. It was about uh, uh, the church online. And they had all these big churches and all these people talking about what you could do uh, for your ministry to grow your ministry online and all these uh, tools, technology, uh, ways they do it. And it just left me depressed. <laughs> it's like, man, that's a lot to do. I don't have enough people or resources to do all that. That's just crazy. They're able to do all that. But a couple of the speakers pointed out uh, as I was watching that uh, you might be overwhelmed by all these things that you're seeing. So why don't you pray about it and focus on one or two things, one or two things that you're going to change as a result of what you've seen, what you've heard. So uh, that was good advice, and I'm trying to do that. And my mind 
has been opened to a lot of things that we could be doing as a church to reach people. You know, one of the biggest problems we have in our lives as we're playing the game of life is that we reach a point where we don't want to try anymore because we tried it before and it didn't work, or we made a mistake, or it was an embarrassment, or something like that. And Paul actually talks about that in Philippians 3.13. He says, No, dear brothers and sisters, I have not achieved it, but I focus on this one thing, forgetting the past and looking forward to what lies ahead. I press on to reach the end of the race and receive the heavenly prize for which God through Christ Jesus is calling us. Philippians 3, 13 and 14. You know, if you were trying to learn to ice skate and you uh, fell and then you didn't get back up, you would never learn to ice skate. But many times uh, as you're learning, you fall, you get back up, you go a little further, you fall, you get back up. Um, You know, a good example of uh, somebody that visibly you could tell they fell a lot. When I was in... uh, in high school, I went on a youth group ski trip, and there was this one girl that was wearing a pair of over-dyed jeans, and they were new, and every time she would fall on the ski slope, she would leave a blue streak, and you could look at the hill and say, oh yeah, that's that girl, and wow, she fell quite a bit, look at all those blue streaks, and so she might say, well, I'm never going to do that again, Uh, but she just kept getting up, and pretty soon, by the end of the day, she was a lot better. Uh, but we need to uh, forget the past. Uh, we learn from the past. Sometimes we need forgiveness from the past. But we need to keep pressing forward. We need to keep trying. We need to keep moving forward. We need to keep realizing what caused us to fall and then not do that again. And to go through life and being quick to get back up when we fall, being quick to uh, come up with a new plan, say, well, that was a total failure, not going to do that again, so uh, let's try this strategy, let's try to play the game this way, let's do this differently, and as we do that, we learn. All right, number three, serve the Lord in all things. Serve the Lord in all things. Whatever you're doing, uh, wherever you are, serve the Lord in all things. We've been given a great opportunity because We have like the whole manual to the game of life given to us through the Bible. Uh, All 66 books put together and in our hands, uh, in print, digitally, uh, uversion.com or the Bible app uh, is a great resource. Takarta Bible is a great resource. Logos Bible software, Word Search Bible software, great resources. Bible Gateway, uh, there's no excuse for you not to have many Bibles. Audible Bibles, uh, so many great opportunities that we have to grow in Christ. Uh, the prophets of old uh, wondered about what they were prophesying. First Peter 1.11 says, they wondered what time or situation the Spirit of Christ within them was talking about when he told them in advance about Christ's suffering and his great glory afterwards. Uh, they were told that their messages were not for themselves, but for you. And now this good news has been announced to you by those who preached in the power of the Holy Spirit sent from heaven. It is also wonderful that even the angels are eagerly watching these things happen. So think clearly and exercise self-control. Look forward to the gracious salvation that will come to you when Jesus Christ is revealed to the world. This good news, the gospel has been given to us. It's been announced to us. It's been given to us. And we are able through the power of the Holy Spirit to share it with others. And what a great opportunity we have that is so important in the game of life. And number four. Number four, success is possible. 
So many times people are like, oh, I'm not going to be successful. I'm not smart enough. I'm not good enough. I tell myself that too. Um, but through Christ, all things are possible. Success is possible. Proverbs 16.3, commit your actions to the Lord and your plans will succeed. When your actions are in the Lord's plans, when you are in the Lord's will, He can help you succeed in many ways. He can help you to be successful. It's so easy to look forward and go, I have no idea how it's going to work out. And it's so easy to look back and see how God has been so faithful. When you go to that job interview, are you praying about it before you go? Are you praying that if it's God's will, you get that job, and if it's not, you won't? Uh, I remember a time when um, I needed a job and I applied uh, this company or this place was going to sell Halon gas fire extinguishers and they wanted me to have my own rep, my own uh, franchise. And uh, I'm like, doesn't seem very sure. And I prayed about it and I just didn't feel it was the right thing to do. And I didn't do it. And uh, I don't see very many people selling Halon gas fire extinguishers right now. Anyway, uh, moving on. Uh, Psalm 32.8. The Lord says... I will guide you along the best pathway for your life. I will advise you and watch over you. So trust the Lord. Ask Him to guide you. Ask Him to direct you. Ask Him to make your steps sure. Ask Him to help you make positive steps. I mean, sometimes it's three steps forward and two steps back, but it's always great when it's three steps forward and three steps forward and three steps forward and you don't slip and you don't fall. And it's not like shoots and ladders where you uh, go backwards. So I don't know what your need is. If it's life direction because you just graduated from high school and you have no idea what you're going to do with your life. If it's uh, you just graduated from college and you really need a job and no one's hiring. If you just graduated from COVID-19 lockdown and now you're free to try to figure out how you can go back to work or free to uh, figure out how to um, run your business in the midst of this difficulty, whatever it is, uh, just know that as you pray, as you seek the Lord's will and playing the game of life, that he can help you to be successful. So anyway, uh, let me pray. Lord Jesus, I thank you so much that you give us this opportunity to live this life. I pray that you'd keep us healthy. I pray that you'd help us to help others. I pray that not only would you give us physical health, but spiritual health. I pray you'd give us energy. I pray that you would help us to be risk takers and play the game of life in such a way that uh, we honor you and we win. Lord, I pray that you would help lost people get saved and that you would help us to figure out how to uh, eradicate this virus and get back to doing life the way it was in the past. But even better, now people realize that uh, life is frail, that we are fragile, that we need your help to live in this world. Lord, I pray that there would be a spiritual revival and awakening that many people would follow after Christ the rest of their days. Lord, I pray that we would value opportunities that we have to be at church, gathering. Lord, I pray we'd value opportunities that we have to be around people and with family and friends. Lord, I pray that you would help us in this game of life to be successful, no matter um, how, the, how the game board has changed. So, Lord, I pray that this message would make a difference in someone's life today. In Jesus' name, amen. And the next time we get together, I want to share on some things that you can do in your life to make sure when your life is over that Jesus says to you, well done, good and faithful servant. That's the goal that we all have. We want to hear Jesus tell us as he evaluates our life that we did a good, did a good job. So, so tune in next week to hear well done, good and faithful servant. 
just real quick, you can go to our website, and if you have a prayer request, go to riverrockchurch.com pray. If you'd like to hear past messages uh, through a podcast, audio podcast, take a look at riverrockchurch.com listen, and there's all sorts of services that carry our audio. If you would consider contributing to help River Rock Church keep going, giving is an act of worship. If you go to riverrockchurch.com slash give, you can see how you can give online, how you can give by text message, and how you can mail in your offering to River Rock Church, PO Box 184, Belle Plaine, Minnesota, 56011. Also on the website, you can see that we are continuing to have Bible study groups over Zoom, um, and uh, sometimes now prayer meeting over Skype, even though a small group of us were able to actually meet at our ministry center today. Um, Pray for us, and we want to pray for you. I hope that you find these messages encouraging and worthy of sharing. You've been listening to a message from River Rock Church. River Rock Church exists to help people of all ages connect to Christ and live well lives. W stands for worshiping, E for encouraging, L for learning, and L for loving. God wants you to be well. Visit riverrockchurch.com for our latest news and to access resources to help you and the people you care about live well lives.